Yes, 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country. Hey, good morning, Daniel. Ty, do you remember the last time balloons were in the news this much? Uh, balloon Boy. Balloon Boy. The kid who was in the balloon, supposedly. <laughs> remember, that was crazy. And he that was, he was in his house. Being like that. a hoax. What was the point of them doing that? They were like... They uh, wanted to get a reality show. Okay. Somehow they thought if he captured a little fame from that, it would like domino effect into a, a bigger career in television, I guess. And the guy was a kook. And what they ended up doing was they acted like they thought their little son, who was, what, five, six years old, had snuck into the balloon. And it floated away. And what city was that in? I don't know where that was, but... Maybe, I don't know, but it ended up being a huge, huge, maybe the biggest story of the year that year because everybody was trying to catch this balloon for it flying I remember away. live television shots of a helicopter near the balloon, and you could see it flying through the sky, and all I could say was, God, I hope that five-year-old doesn't fall out of that thing. You know, you thought, I don't know if I want to watch this because I, I don't want to see something like that go down. Turns out he was in the basement. And his dad had just conjured this thing. Why are balloons like so? <laughs> every 10 years, we get a balloon story. And before that, wasn't there a guy that wanted to go up into the air? And so he tied a bunch of balloons to his lawn chair? Yeah. So it's a true story. A guy uh, flew up into the sky near Los Angeles, which is a big problem because that's a busy airspace. And airline pilots are like, uh, air traffic control, this is Delta 1641. You're going to think I'm on drugs, but there's a man. In a lawn chair with a gun flying through the sky. And he brought the gun so that when he wanted to go down, he would just pop a couple of them and gently lower them down. Yeah, about every 10 years in this country, we got a balloon story. Well, did the guy make it? He's fine. He was in trouble legally because he had violated some airspace rules. But, uh, hey, what what courage is that to tie yourself to a lawn chair and go up into the stratosphere? I can't wait for the next balloon story. That's, uh, you know, a lot of people look forward to, like, Haley's Comet. I'm just looking forward to the next balloon story. Well, well, let's go in the news. It's going to be all in the news for the next uh, six months. Jason Aldean tickets are free right now. And um, every day this week at 640 here on 98.5 The Bull. Welcome in. And uh, who do we have today, Dan? I'll try to win these Jason Aldean tickets. We have Renee from Claremore calling today. Renee, what are you doing for Valentine's Day? I'm working, and then going to celebrate with my husband tonight when we get off. Oh, what are y'all going to do? What we'll going to do? Uh, romantic dinner type oh. thing. Oh, hey where's the romantic dinner? At home. At home. Oh, oh I see. All right. Well, don't get yeah. Let's keep it PG here, Renee. I got some questions okay. for you. As we all know, Jason Aldean loves to eat fruit, so all the answers to these questions are fruits. Up first... Sorry, <laughs> wrong button. <laughs> this was the queen's present to Snow White, a poisoned blank. Apple. That is correct. Tiger's forgotten his bell. Thank you. Uh, Renee, if something is bottom heavy, it's known as blank shaped. Pear shaped. Pear is correct. How about a novel from John Steinbeck, The Blanks of Wrath? Great. Correct. Song by the Beatles, Blank Fields Forever. Oh, they actually dedicated a park in New York City to John Lennon, and they call it this. 
looking for um, strawberry fills forever. Strawberry, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, you're good. How about a Mark Twain character, Blank Finn? Blank Finn. Mark Twain wrote a book called Blank Finn. <laughs> Blank Finn. Hang on, I'm thinking. I don't know. Help her out with that one, Tig. Huckleberry. Come on, Tig, help me. Huckleberry, Huckleberry. Finn. Yeah, Huckleberry. Oh, okay, gotcha. That's easy. Renee, this was once a very popular smartphone brand. Apple. No, when I said well, once popular, it means it's popular no more, but oh, everybody well, had one of these, especially business people. Blackberry. Blackberry. Let's do one more here. Uh, this was a nudity cover for Adam and Eve, a blank leaf. Fig. Fig leaf is correct. And with that, Revee, Renee, excuse me, has one ticket to see Jason Aldean. You're not going to be wearing a fig Yay. leaf tonight for Valentine's Day dinner, are you? Uh, no. Okay. Thank goodness. <laughs> That show's going to be October 13th, so you've got a ways to go. And tell all your friends oh, at uh, 6.40 tomorrow morning, they've got a chance to win as well. Got you. Thank you. Y'all are great. Thank you so much, Renee. And we're back again, like Daniel said, tomorrow. Same thing, same time on 98.5 The Bull. Today's hot country. Yay. 98.5 Bullseye Traffic from the Duval Plumbing Traffic Center. As we turn the corner uh, into... Spring coming up soon. I guess maybe a lot of us are going to end up traveling. Daniel, do you know this? You're a smart guy. I bet you can figure this out. Maybe you already know the answer. But I got a lot of uh, buddies that are airline pilots. And did you know that if you're an airline pilot and you're at the airport and you want something to eat, you're not supposed to eat at the same place your co-pilot does? Do you know why? Yeah, well, I only know because you told me this. I'd never thought about it before. Uh, in case one of you gets food poisoning? Yeah, so, uh, you know, one guy gets in line at Sabaro. You don't want to both go there in case, you know, the pepperoni went bad or something, and then you're both sick on the flight. So at least one person, the idea is that would not have food poisoning, and the other guy, he'll just be throwing up. Now, is that uh, an actual rule, or is that like a, just a urban kind of legend or an actual written-down-somewhere rule? The government, which regulates airlines, it's not their rule, but the airlines themselves, some of them have implemented a policy where they ask their pilots not to eat at the same place at the airport. That way, you know, at least if one guy's sick, the other guy can still fly the plane. Okay, but if you were a uh, airline pilot, would you even eat at the airport at all? Yeah, I think you would because they're just like us. How, you know, they have a flight from here, from Tulsa to Atlanta. I mean, and then they got to fly it back. They got to eat sometime, and they're not going to leave the airport to do that. Boy, I bet they're so sick <laughs> I saw of that, that airline food. They're so sick of the uh, airline food that a lot of pilots will bring like something they made at home on board now because otherwise they just get the options the rest of us do and you know you'd get sick of that after a while you have an interest in uh in aviation and pilots do you think that they is it there's like a little club for them to go hang out at when they're in between flights or do they do they just stay on the plane all day long yeah i think the club they call it a pilot's lounge but it's also there to research weather for your flight and follow a flight plan but i think you could also hang out I used to go into pilot's lounges a lot and a lot of them are asleep in there like they use it to catch a cat nap or something what were you doing in there I was a pilot. Wait, you can go to like the real pilot's lounge with your little your little license you had? Well, yeah, we had to plan flights. I mean, so we would go in the little room where the pilots plan flights. I'd look at the weather, follow uh, a flight plan with the government. And uh, yeah, you had to go in there and plan. Do professional pilots look at you amateur guys in your Hawaiian shirts and uh, they look down on you a little bit with your aviators and mustaches? <laughs> they probably... Uh, 
Like, oh, what are you flying? I'm like, oh, you know, a little four-seater. Yeah, well, I got the 737 out there, so shut up. So, but is there a little bit of that going on in the pilot world? I've never felt that, no. I think that they, uh, you know, it's a gig. I mean, do you look down at people who are amateur pilots? I mean, they just have a job. They're just doing their job. I don't think No, they... I don't look down at amateur pilots because I'm not a professional pilot. I'm wondering. No, I don't think they, you mean like if you come in for a landing and there's like, you see a Cessna land behind you, you're like, ha ha, weak pilot. Like if you're in the pilot's lounge, is there like all the professional pilots are in one corner and all you other guys are in the other corner? Kind of like that kind of situation. No, it wasn't segregated. We all hung out. And yeah, I feel like it's one big family. I would be planning a flight for a little like four engine. And the guy next to me might be planning for a 737. So yeah, we mingled. They were cool. We just couldn't eat at the same place. The more you know, Dan, what an exciting factoid. It is a pretty interesting factoid. Never thought about it. It's Bailey Zimmerman on a rainy sort of Tuesday at 98.5 The Bull. It's said that 6 million people will get engaged today because it's Valentine's Day. It's 98.5 The Bull in today's hot country with Tig and Daniel. 6 million people will get down on a knee today and ask a girl, uh, will you marry me? Do you think that... Um do you know anybody that got engaged on Valentine's Day? I don't think I know a single soul. I don't. In a one way, it's like kind of romantic, I guess. It's a great day for love. and But on the other hand, do you risk it being cliche? You know, do you really want your, you know, an important day in your life to be on Valentine's Day? I don't know. So we were going to turn it to you ladies. If a guy got down on a knee, and if you're married or whatever, if your husband had done this, invited you to marry him on Valentine's Day, would that be a good thing? Or would you rather it just be like a random day so it's kind of your day? You know what I'm saying? What is your uh, theory on this, Doug? Your well, hypothesis? I, I, I blew my engagement thing. I, I totally ruined it. And uh, I look back and I'm ashamed of what I did because it was such a disaster. And uh, almost nothing could be worse than what I did. So to me right now, Valentine's Day looks like a pretty good alternative. So we were wondering, uh, ladies, would you want to be proposed to on Valentine's Day or would you rather keep it separate? 918-879-9898. 918-879-9898. I guess this is a thing that uh, some people think about, like their entire lives, the big uh, romantic proposal. Yes. And there might be a bunch of rules that we don't really realize. Like I used to think that it might be all right to propose to somebody in front of a bunch of people. But apparently a lot of ladies don't want that <laughs> yeah, at all. They, how about those people that bring... Uh, Somebody up on a stage at a concert. What pressure to put on the lady? Because she, you know, now she almost has to say yes or will probably feel yeah, a lot of pressure to say yes. Just lie and leave. Do you enjoy seeing that type of thing at a concert? Or no, is that, no. I'm like. Let's keep the show going keep, here. Yeah, sing Friends in Low Places. Let's get on with this. And I wonder if the artist likes it. No, I, they hate it. You think so? No, I read, I read about how they hate it. Oh, really? Well, you got to imagine an artist like a famous person like Jason Aldean or, you know, we got tickets to Kane Brown coming up. They're so famous that. They get inundated with those kinds of requests, and then it's hard to choose, like, who am I going to allow on stage? Will I even do this? And so, uh, as a rule, I think a lot of them just, as policy, just say, I hope you have a great marriage, but we just don't do that kind of thing here. Yeah, because then we'd have to do 10 proposals. Yeah, I mean, come know. on. If everybody wanted to propose on stage, we wouldn't have anything. We'd buy tickets to see that. You know, so uh, we wanted to know, you ladies, guy gets down on a knee, ask you to marry him on Valentine's Day. We expect it to happen 6 million times a day. Is that a good thing, or would you rather just have your own kind of day just randomly out there that you're proposed to? 918-879-9898. Good morning. 98.5 The Bull Weather, provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan. 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country with Tig and Daniel. Today they say that uh, 6 million people are going to get engaged. How about that? 6 million on Valentine's Day. And um, 
we were kind of curious, is that a good look? I mean, do you really want to get engaged on Valentine's Day? Is it sweet because it's Valentine's Day, or would you rather have your kind of own day where you're not celebrating something with the rest of America? You know, it doesn't seem as unique in some sense, but also sweet in some sense. We wanted to know from you. Hey, good morning. Who is this? Sierra. Sierra, would you like it if a guy um, got down on a knee today and asked you to marry him? Uh, my husband actually did, but he didn't get down on one knee. He proposed to me on Valentine's Day, but he did it in kind of like a romantic way. He's not very romantic, so it was romantic for him. He held up the ring while we were in the movie theater, and he said, well, what do you say? <laughs> and I said, are you asking me to marry you? And he goes, yep, what do you say? <laughs> what do you say? <laughs> Why would he choose the movie theater to do it? Because that's where we were going out on a date. You know, he went and got me flowers that morning. He told me he had to work. You know, he couldn't get off work early, and he was going to be late. And he kind of was white lying everything to make it a surprise. Gotcha. So, in other words, uh, you didn't mind being proposed to on Valentine's Day? Nope. It didn't bother me at all. And what will you guys do today after all these years? Um, Actually, we don't really have anything planned for today. Um... So we're just kind of enjoy together as a family with our kids and just make it a family day. Yeah, it's hard with kids. You can't just, like, get up and go out to a fancy restaurant as, as easily, right? But good no, on you. not really. How long have you been married? But um, we have been married six years. All right, so a good long run so far, and uh, the Valentine's proposal worked. Congratulations. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. So, ladies, would you want to get proposed to on valentine's day today or not 918-879-9898 it's the bull six million they say will get proposed to today six million people will get proposed to today and hopefully uh everybody says yes but you know those numbers somebody's going to get rejected but we wanted to know anyway is valentine's day a good day to propose to somebody or is it cliche like you'd rather have your own kind of day for that and not share it with everybody in the world on valentine's day we want to take your calls, 918-879-9898. Hey, good morning. Ty Gadano, who's this? And this is Paige. Hey, Paige. Um, would you like it if you got proposed to on Valentine's Day, or should it be kind of a special different day? I think it should be a, a different day. Are you married? No, I am single. Have you ever been proposed to, though? No, I have not. Oh, okay. But I have given it a lot of thought. <laughs> what does that mean? I mean, every every girl, not every girl, let me not say that, but most women think about, you know, being proposed to or having a family and having that person, mm -hmm. but I don't think that it should be on Valentine's Day because, I mean, it is, like y'all said, it's a cliche. It should be a sentimental thing, something you share between one another and not something a bunch of other people share as well on the same day. Yeah, so Paige uh, still looking for an engagement one day. She's thinking about it. She wonders about it. She's curious about it. Probably some guy driving around right now that's going to propose to her, just have a tear rolling down his eye. <laughs> yeah. I mean, probably. Yeah, there's like 10 dudes that were going to ask you to marry them today, and now they heard you, and now they won't. Well, Sorry. Well, Paige, I appreciate the no call. And, and by the way, happy Valentine's Day. Thank you.
<laughs> she didn't say it back. <laughs> yeah, right. She goes, How would you? you it's just... like when you say I love you, and somebody goes, "You're welcome. Uh, thank you." Just left Tig hanging, yeah. man. Poor Tig. <laughs> I know. Now I'm heartbroken. Oh, I'm awkward with these kinds of things, but I try to step out of my comfort zone and just do it. So, Tig. In other words, Tig made you uncomfortable. No, well, no I feel like he did. No. And I apologize on his behalf. You, well, Tig, you know, come on. Oh, I get it. If I were handsome, I could say it and get away with it. But since I'm not that attractive, suddenly it's disgusting. Well, I never said that. <laughs> She's not denying it, though. <laughs> All right. Thanks for the call, Paige. How about that? 918-879-9898. 918-879-9898. Hey, good morning. What was your name? Aubrey. Aubrey. Would you like to get uh, proposed to on Valentine's Day or uh, do it a different day? I actually was proposed to on Valentine's Day, and from my point of view, I did not mind it at all, like, from a woman's standpoint, but I I can't imagine that, you know, through the years that my husband will like it, because so far this is our first anniversary, but it is extremely hard to find a place that's not insanely busy on your anniversary, because you proposed on Valentine's Day. Yeah. So, well, he's got uh, to start looking for restaurant reservations, like, two months in advance. Yeah, that would be, it's just one of those things you don't really think about till it's, you know, kind of upon you. Because it's right after, you know, the holidays, like Christmas and stuff like that. And, well, so where did know. you guys find a table at? Did you find a table for tonight? Uh, he actually decided to cook for us. We, I, I don't really do the busy crowd kind of thing. So he thought, you know what, it's going to be busy no matter where we go, even if we do get a table. So he said, I'll cook for you. He's so, going to cook for you. That's in good. other words, he couldn't find a table. Yeah, he waited much. too late. He's trying to act like he's got yeah. this big romantic meal <laughs> planned out, but he, he just couldn't find a place. Yeah. <laughs> you you got to give him a win sometimes, so I'll, I'll, I'll take his word for it. All right. Well, happy first anniversary then, and uh, we wish you guys the best. Thank you. You guys have a good Valentine's Day. You too. Happy Valentine's. Hey, good morning. What's your name? This is Carrie. Carrie, would you like to be in, uh, proposed to today on a Valentine's Day? No. <laughs> why not? Well, why not? 26 years ago, I gave birth to my first son on Valentine's Day, so it was a totally different day for me. Yeah, that would, uh, you don't want an anniversary also on your son's birthday. You want it special for your son, I guess. Exactly. What's it like to have a birthday on Valentine's for him? I mean, does he, I mean, is that good uh, or bad? It's bad because he's a boy, so, you know, Valentine's is like frilly, flowers, heart, no. <laughs> country boy so <laughs> get him some flowers yeah, for his birthday yeah i'm gonna get him some flowers this year <laughs> right well that makes a lot of sense you don't want to share the birthday with your son and valentine's day as a proposal so that, that makes sense but what's your son's name riley well happy birthday to riley how old is he today 26 well, look at that 26 years old tag he a good boy <laughs> He's a great boy. There you go. Ty's got a, a seven-year-old. I imagine 26 will be here before he knows it, right? Yes, it will. Blink, and they're grown and out of the house. Now you're going to get Ty all depressed today. Yeah, I don't want to think about my son leaving the house yet. Uh, well, yeah, you do, because they come back. 918-879-9898. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hey, uh, this is, let me get her up. This is Missy. Hey, Missy, how are you? Good. Doing pretty good. How are you? Missy, you're calling to weigh in on whether or not you'd like to be proposed to on a Valentine's Day, or would you like a different day? 
it would not matter to me uh, whether it's Valentine's Day, Christmas, or my birthday like my husband did. He proposed to me on my 27th birthday, I believe it was, mm-hmm. um, in a card that had a pig on it. He gave you a card and that had a I pig on it? The ring. Yes. That's just who he is. He buys funny gift cards, funny cards. And then I almost dropped the ring down the vent in our house. Oh, my word. What a what a proposal. Y'all still married. <laughs> right. We are still married, going on eight years. Well, it worked. I got to say, Tug, I ain't, giving a, I ain't giving a lady a card with a pig on it. <laughs> That's a little dangerous. No, isn't it? I'm not your typical, no. <laughs> I'm not normal. It's okay. Okay, right. well, the outside of the card said what? I don't even remember. It just had a pig holding balloons. And then on the inside of the card, it said... I do not remember. That's been too long ago. All right. <laughs> Sorry. So apparently, it's very magical. She doesn't remember any of it. It was. It was. stuck with her. <laughs> I remember I dropped it, almost dropped it down the vent. That, that was memorable. Well, happy Valentine's Day. Good luck to you guys today, and uh, thanks for calling. Thanks. Have a good day. Dana, we're not that far. What, 10 minutes away from uh, tickets to see Mr. Kane Brown on Valentine's Day? Yes, what do you think he and his wife, uh, was it Caitlin? I wonder what they're doing for Valentine's Day. He's got a lot of money. He's got a lot of pressure, because I think if you're rich, you really have to do it up. You can't just go get a rose. He seems like a romantic guy, though, so I bet they're having a great Valentine's Day. Got a little baby in the house? Yeah. So uh, as we celebrate along with Kane Brown and everybody else, Valentine's tickets to see him coming up in 10 minutes on 98.5 The Bull. 98.5 Bullseye Traffic from the Duval Plumbing Traffic Center. Jason, excuse me. Kane Brown. Kane Brown tickets now. Jason Aldean tomorrow at 640. But here we go, the bullfight. Kane Brown tickets. And uh, with us today, Daniel, on 98.5 The Bull. Today we have Kelsey calling from Sperry. Taking on Carly, who's a substitute teacher out in Uluga. Uh, ladies, did you just hear the revelation that Dirty Bird over there uses his wife's razor to shave his face? Yes. <laughs> Is that appalling to you guys, or you think that's a normal thing to do? Um, I, I mean, think it would be a normal thing to do. Thank you. Not, not a new razor. This is her used razor that she uses every day in the shower. Well, how many women use their husband's razors because we think the men's razors are better? All the time. Yeah, she steals mine. Daniel, when I got married, we became one unit. We're the same person now. And I that understand. is my razor as well as hers. You, you cannot use a used razor. Yes, type. you can. Anyway, we'll, we'll just ex- explore that with Dirty Bird a little bit more later on. Uh, ladies, I've got questions for you. All the answers begin with the letter V. And are you guys ready to go? Yes, yes. We'll start with Kelsey. Uh, this is a credit card company. Visa? Visa is correct. Carly, yes. this would be an alternative to shoelaces. Velcro strap? Velcro is correct. Kelsey, this is something a president can do to a bill. Veto. Veto is correct. Carly, this is a scavenging bird. A vulture? Vulture is correct. We are tied up two to two. Do you know any vultures there, Dirty Bird? Have I met a vulture? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've seen them. Well, he's, he's, he slipped right into his role as Dirty Bird. He doesn't mind. I saw him flying over you. Uh, Kelsey, <laughs> an example of this would be a Hoover or a Dyson. Vacuum? Vacuum is correct. Carly. 
killer species from Jurassic Park? Velociraptor. Velociraptor is correct. We're tied up three to three. Two questions to go. Kelsey, what happens here stays here. Vegas? Vegas is correct. Carly, this is a Swedish automaker. Uh, Volkswagen. Well, that's Volkswagen is German. Am I right, Tig? That's what I think, oh. yeah. And we were looking for Volvo. Volvo. Kelsey, four. Carly, three. One question to go. Kelsey, this is a state in New England. Vermont? Vermont is correct. And with that, I see no path forward for Carly to win these tickets. And uh, also, Kelsey got every single one correct. It's a very special day on a Valentine's Day. You know what happens? Congratulations. Carly, you know what happens when someone gets uh, every single question correct, don't you? No. I must now get down on one knee and ask for Kelsey's hand in marriage. Kelsey, will you marry me? Unfortunately, I can't. What do you mean, unfortunately, you can't? I'm taken. But why would you say unfortunately? You say, fortunately, I am in love with somebody. She says, unfortunately. Oh, man. <laughs> Poor guys listening. Like, what do you mean, unfortunately, you're married to me? All right, that's a no, Daniel. Another no for your proposal yes, on a Valentine's that's many, Day. I've, gotten, I've gotten turned down for many, many proposals since working here. Yes, you have. Um, well, Kelsey, you've got a decision to make now. Will you hold on to these tickets on this Valentine's Day, or will you give these to Carly? Carly, why should Kelsey give you the tickets to see Kane Brown at the BOK Center? Because my birthday's in a few weeks. Damn. All right, Kelsey, you've heard it there. It's Carly's birthday in a few weeks. Will you hold on to these tickets or give them away? I'm so sorry. I'm oh, she will. She <laughs> will take them. All right. Well, Kelsey, congratulations. You're going to go see you. Kane Brown. Uh, Carly, don't fret, though. Another chance tomorrow with the 98.5 The Bull fight and all the rest of the week at 740. Right here on 98.5 The Bull in today's hot country. Thank you, ladies. On a uh, Valentine's Day, we thought we'd bring you the greatest love story ever told. It actually involves Daniel here. Uh, it's a beautiful story about Daniel and his life and love and relationship. Daniel, would you like to take it away? This is actually a true story, too. The greatest love story ever told. It, and it, it bothers Daniel. me that you enjoy this story so much, Ty. No, it's a beautiful story. I want you to tell yeah. it to everybody. So I was uh, dating this lady back in my hometown in Auburn, Alabama. We'd been together for a while, and things got a little rocky. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to make sure that... I can't lose this lady. I must. You adore her. Gotta, you know, gotta do whatever it takes to keep the lady. So I thought, I know. I should ask this lady to marry me. All true story. Yes, it's true. I didn't have any money. I was working at Goodwill at the time, the guy that goes and gets the furniture and stuff. So that's not a, that's a fun job, an important job, but it's not a job that pays a whole bunch of money. I went and talked to my dad. I was like, man, I gotta, this is the one dad. I gotta marry this lady. And you've got to loan me the money to go buy an engagement ring. That's beautiful. I mean, it's so touching that you would, even though you didn't have the financial means, you, you worked at it because you loved this girl. Mm. And your dad, loving his boy, he helped you along Yes. so you could marry the love of your life. So he said he would do it. Reluctantly said he would do it. 
I went to the uh, jewelry store and I bought a, I think the brand name was Takori. This was a platinum engagement ring. Mm-hmm. Just the way that I'd heard her describe it, you know, before, like if she had it, was to get an engagement ring, how she would want it. It's like diamonds and like two blue sapphires or something like that. This is so beautiful. I mean, not only did you want to marry her, you even remembered the ring she wanted. You mm-hmm. thought about it. You went and got that. So I uh, got the ring and I took it over to her house that night. I could hardly wait. And I got in there. And we sat down on the couch together, and I pull out this ring, and I say, will you marry me? She goes, oh, my gosh, what a beautiful ring. I got to think about it. Oh, no. I was like, think about it? Uh-oh. <laughs> Red flag. So I went home that night and had a sleepless night in prayer. Like, oh, no, what is she going to say yes? What's going to happen? Surely she'll say yes. Otherwise, she would have said no immediately. I got up the next day, went to her house, sat back down on the couch again. She takes my hand, looks me in the eye and goes, I can't marry you. I said, well, that ain't good. (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of bad. This is, I got this ring here. That's the opposite of what I was going for. (laughs) I got this ring here. What what am I going to do with it? I didn't Mm -hmm. say that to her. I was thinking that inside. So then I, uh, devastated, left the... uh, her house and I went back to the jewelry store where I had bought the beautiful ring before that mm-hmm. and I walk in and there was an audible gasp from every lady that worked in there because they knew they knew what had happened I walked in and everybody's like oh no he's back and I told them I mean I'm just a I'm a crushed man at this point I walk in and uh, the jeweler looks at me some like probably guy in like 60s or whatever and he goes well you win some you lose some oh god <laughs> I was like, you going to take this back? <laughs> Can I give him money? <laughs> so he finally, he finally took it back. And, uh, you know, looking back on it now, Tig, even though you like to make fun of me about it, I dodged a bullet. Yeah, would've, I mean, this would have never worked I out. I think we, you know, I went through one too where I'm, you know, and we didn't work out. And I look back and I go, I don't think I could have been married to that person anyway. At the time, you know, I was hurt. Mm-hmm. But, you know, long term, I don't know if we were compatible. You know, I think I was trying to do what you're doing, trying to save something that was not savable. Right. And, you know, know, like looking at it now, we have different sensibilities. We have different ways of thinking. And most importantly, now she looks like Jay Leno. (laughs) So I'm glad. You know, listen, I ain't no uh, no George Clooney, but I don't like no Jay Leno either. (laughs) (laughs) 98.5 Bullseye Traffic from the Duval Plumbing Traffic Center. Daniel, you, uh, you really enjoy working here. You're... You're happy in your profession. It's 98.5 The Bull. But what about for the rest of us? Uh, you have a list of the happiest professions out there. Yeah. How many people actually out there, Tug, do you know that are, like, actually happy? Um, you know, it's here and there. I see people that are extremely happy, and I go, man, that must be nice. And then I see people who are having a hard time. You know, uh, before you get that started, I had just read the other night, airline pilots have, like, one of the lowest divorce rates ever. And you think, why, why in the world would an airline pilot... And you know what I think it is? I'm not sure to be mean, but I think that that space that gives you, you know, you're kind of excited to see mm-hmm. your spouse after, you know, if you're with them every day, it's a little harder. But I mean, after, a, you know, I don't know, a six day trip, they go home, everybody's excited. You leave just enough where you're not driving your wife crazy or husband crazy. And so pilots, actually, you think that uh, because they have the opportunity to, you know, travel, you think they might accidentally get a girlfriend or something. But actually, no, they're pretty good. 
Well, this has nothing to do with romance. This is just uh, just people being happy. Maybe you you love your job. Maybe you've fallen out of love with it. Do you love your job, Tongue? I do. We're very lucky to work here. I think about it all the time. I, what I'm scared of is that they'll figure out that they've given us a really good job and then go, yeah, we, we, I don't know about you guys. Uh, number four on this list of happiest jobs is teaching assistant, which that kind of surprised me. I thought that would be very stressful, but I guess it's a uh, a nice job. Not having the best salary, but you Pretty get to happy. See, see kids progress, get to see you've accomplished something at the end of the year. Number four was, uh, number three, excuse me, was teacher. Now, the salary and education required, uh, that varies a whole bunch, but they say they're happy despite the challenges because they directly impact the lives of young people. It takes a special person to be a teacher. This is true. One time I went to pick up my kid from school, and, you know, I have only have one kid, man, and on the weekends I'm like, oh, my God, this is crazy. I couldn't imagine having 19. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I left the uh, room one day. And there was a mom out there I was talking to, about, and she had a kid in the same class. And I said, I'd have to be on drugs to do that job. Like, literally. Like, how does she do it? Te- they're a special breed, man, these teachers. I think seeing the progress would be wonderful, but also I would I would ha- always be worried. Like, am I a good teacher? Am I doing a good job? That's got to be something that must be on the forefront Did of Did you ever have a bad teacher? Heck, yeah, of course. Yeah. I hate when people act like there ain't no such thing as a bad teacher. I had some real pieces of I, I had no people good. that I could tell just did not care. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Uh, but then I had ones that I remember to this day that like Same. really affected my life in a positive yeah. way. Number two, firefighter. The average salary is around fifty grand. It only takes a, a high school diploma or GED. It can be a rewarding job, they say, because you work with a tightly knit team to save people from fires, medical emergencies, and hazardous situations. It probably is also nice to be uh, revered by women all over. They do get a lot of attention from the ladies. They act like they're not trying to, but I've been at Walmart. I go shop at Walmart Neighborhood Market on Peoria for my groceries, mm-hmm. and they all come in there together to <laughs> do the grocery shopping. You don't need 50 men. Yeah, but they like to be seen. And they got that Dalmatian out there. In, in college, uh, my girlfriend and some of her girlfriends were at our house, and they were all looking out the window, the same window. And I go, well, what are y'all doing? And there was a guy out there painting the fire hydrant, a fire firefighter. I know what they're doing. They're just looking at it. Yeah. They're out there uh, washing the truck or whatever with their shirts off right. and the suspenders on. Like, you don't need you don't need to wear the suspenders when you're not putting out a fire. We know what you're doing. They're, they're like, wetting their face and stuff like yeah. in the sun. Um, I, Me and your wife were in the car together one day, and for whatever reason, we drove past a uh, fire station. And the— I think that's on 36 in South Louis. Whatever right it is. There. She whipped her neck around so hard, I'm surprised it didn't break her neck. <laughs> And I was like, geez, Brittany, calm down. She likes the eye candy, I guess. I guess so. The number one job, though, they say is uh, the happiest. I don't know if I buy it or not, but they say physical therapist. The average salary, over $90,000. It does require, though, a doctorate and a state license. Uh, One reason it might be satisfying is you get to work with people to improve their health, and you can see the results over time. I think we're looking back at actually being able to see results. Some jobs are difficult because they never end. Yes. I mean, like even, I think that's true for even your household. Like mm-hmm. you, you just bought a house in Midtown and now you're going to have to get a lawnmower and stuff like that. And uh, the tasks that I do at the house where I can see the result are my favorite. And I don't even, I didn't even know that. But when I cut the grass, sometimes I'll just go out there and look at it. You know, I, I love that. And so, yeah, to have a job where you see a product all the time must be pretty good. Yeah, to see end results. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's the only downfall of being on the radio, Ty, because never America is never going to be entertained enough. I, I know. Like, I, I go home after the show, and I'm mm. always disappointed in your performance. My performance? Right. Oh, that's weird. 
<laughs> what do you mean square? That's a strange thing for you to <laughs> to be disappointed about. Oh, you think I'm the weak link? No, 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 no. no you're no, good no, on the radio. No, no. Yeah, you're real good. Any other jobs you can think of that might be people might be happy? That time you can't pronounce any words right on the radio. I pr- I'm it. a professional broadcaster, my friend. Professional. Yes. Asterisk. I am. Bad you can't, you can't even say uh, what's the word you can't say. You've been having trouble with uh, invasive. Invasive. There you go. There you go. All right. So what is what is another job you feel feel like people are happy about? Well, do? apparently an airline pilot, you know, I think they miss a lot of things um, as far as birthdays and stuff like that. But I think in general, they must be happy if they're not getting divorced well, ever. And There's no sense of completion there whenever they're working. It's the same no, thing every that, day. I think it is because, like, let's say you're on the Tulsa to Panama City route. That'd be a good feeling to be, you know, offloading people when they got their floaties and they got their bathing suits. And that's probably hey, a good guys, feeling. These guys are depressed. You ever heard them on that the speaker? Pilots? Yeah, they're real sad. Good, good morning. Thank you for flying until with airlines. If you look out the window, there's a ring. And they're just sad. I got to say that whatever's going on with those airline speakers, how come the flight attendant is so loud it bursts your eardrums almost? They're like, and now before the plane lands and only before the plane lands, this deal is over, you'll get a credit card and you'll get 60,000 sky miles. And that's, I don't need that information. What I do need to hear is the pilot, and I could never understand anything that guy said. Because he's depressed. He's like Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh. He's like, mm-hmm, Tulsa now. Guess we'll go eat some thistles. <laughs> what, <laughs> weather outside today. Is- They're sad. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> 98.5 Bullseye Traffic from the Duval Plumbing Traffic Center. The Bull, today's hot country. Today they say 30 million heart-shaped boxes of chocolate will be sold. You know who invented the heart-shaped box? I do not. How in the world would I know that? You you actually know this person, even though you don't know that you know this person. His name is Richard Cadbury of the Cadbury Egg Corporation. He's also the one that invented the heart-shaped box. How about that? I bet that guy at the end of his life was so sick of chocolate. 
That's oh, all man. he did. I bet he didn't eat a Cadbury egg, you know, after a while, right? That's that's disgusting eventually, right? It's 98.5 The Bull. Today's Hot Country. Welcome to Did You See, where we take a look at what the heck's going on around the world. Also, as we discussed earlier today on Valentine's Day, it's expected that 6 million people will get down on one knee today and ask for your hand in marriage. 6 million people on Valentine's Day. How about that? The first Valentine's letter ever written was in the 1500s when a guy was in the Tower of London about to be decapitated by the monarch of England. And he's sending out a Valentine? And I guess his last letter out was, and he called somebody a Valentine, and uh, then that's kind of where it got started. All right. Well, How that's, about that? That's scary. Well, that was five, 600 years ago. I think you're all right. But happy Valentine's Day. What do you got, Daniel? Thank you. I saw uh, in the uh, news today that uh, one more hurdle has been passed towards sports gambling. I wish I were smart enough to explain politics or what all they have to go through to make this bill pass. It, it got out of the subcommittee, which means it's going on to the bigger committees. And then, I mean, the governor, Stitt, says it's going to happen this year probably. And I know that there's uh, corporations out there that are already preparing for that. they got like a room ready. So when the uh, politicians say, green light that they can just open like the next day with the sports gambling now i wonder if casinos are already like if they've already like built the place and they're just they're just waiting for the go-ahead the green light i think there are that they're just ready they're like hey man as soon as you say green light we got it going are you going to open a tiny sports book in your home i, I would be a bad bookie because what you're supposed to do is break somebody's leg if well, they don't, if they don't pay it, that's certainly not allowed anymore. I, I, I would just be gentle. I'd be like, if you can give me that thirty bucks whenever you can. So I'd be <laughs> pretty bad at it. You know what I'm saying? I hear you. Do you see this tag? An Italian restaurant in New Jersey is raising some eyebrows after they have officially banned all children under ten years old. Here are some of the diners giving their two cents of the new rule change at Nettie's House of Spaghetti. People don't care what their kids do, and they just let them run around. I guess they don't want to pay for a babysitter, so they bring them with them. You know, when you have little kids running around, sometimes it's disruptive. Yeah, because, you know, when you're having a real, you know, you want a real mature dinner at Nettie's House of Spaghetti. You yeah. don't want kids around there. Come on. I wouldn't like that. I don't, even, I don't even have a kid, and I wouldn't want to go somewhere where they didn't allow kids in there. Not every parent lets their kids run around and do whatever they want. Your kid is well-behaved. Yeah, I'm very lucky, and uh, it is kind of messed up. They say no kids in there. I mean, the restaurant could do whatever it wants to do. I, you know, I'm all about that kind of freedom. But you but can do I, what you want and not go yeah, back. Yeah, I wouldn't go in there. Would you? Probably not. And you don't go have a romantic dinner at Nettie's House of Spaghetti. I don't know. That just made me mad for some. I'm very right, irritated with down. Nettie's House it's of Spaghetti. It's a Valentine's. Spaghetti. Be happy. I know. Uh, how about this? The highest paid entertainers of 2020. You would never guess the top spot this year. Uh, who do you think would be one of the people that would be up on the, the top 10 highest paid entertainers of 2022 last year of all people, bands, television, music, everything? Is Garth everything. Brooks in there? Garth Brooks didn't make the top 10. Really? Mm -mm. He's usually close to the top. No, he's I, not. I, I know, uh, I've seen years where he's done really, really, really well. Yeah, like a long time ago, but not not lately. Like I would think Taylor Swift would be on up there because of whole, that whole big ticket fiasco and all that uh-uh she's only number nine on the list she only made 92 million dollars oh Pfft. pathetic uh james cameron made more than her he made 95 million thanks to that avatar way of the water uh brad pitt came in at number six hundred million dollars the creators of the simpsons number five the creators of south park trey parker and matt stone number four tyler perry 175 million dollar in 2022 one year
One year, man. It's more than we'll ever make in a this whole Tyler lifetime. Tyler Perry has a whole empire. I've never seen a Medea movie. Have you seen one? Never seen it. It must be something to it because people love those Medea movies. Well, Madea they're spending movies. money on it, apparently. And they're all like that, hello, or whatever they do. It drives hello. me nuts, but <laughs> hey, keep... Hello. Keep going. I hate that. You know, and I should have admitted that because Tyke had forgotten that I hated it oh, so much. Oh, I did forget that because I used go, to... What did I always come in and say to you? You would say hello or like, something hello. like that. Yeah, and I'd like, you, you got angry. Quit. Yeah. Uh, number two was Sting at $210 million. Uh, $210 million. Here's how all these musicians, these older musicians, are making all this money. They sell their music catalog. Yeah, so then uh, if I bought Sting's music catalog, anytime it was used on a TV show or in a commercial or whatever, I get the money now, not Sting. Mm -hmm. But Sting then does get all this money up front. Yeah, you had to pay him for it. And the number one top entertainers of 2022... Genesis, the band Genesis. Bill Collins. Bill Collins and those guys. $230 million. They went on a, uh, I guess, farewell tour. Also, they sold their music catalog as well. You know, Phil Collins, uh, he was the man for a while there. I mean, it was everything you listened to on the radio would have a Phil Collins song and then Genesis and all that. And uh, Phil Collins, you remember when the Beatles, you don't remember this, but do you know the story about the Beatles coming to America for the first time? And you see the black and white videos, all the teenage girls like losing their freaking minds. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first show they did was a show in New York City called The Ed Sullivan Show. The Beatles came on The Ed Sullivan Show, first time in America. And Phil Collins' mom worked at The Ed Sullivan Show and got him in. And so if you look at the clips of The Beatles on that show, you can see Phil Collins there screaming with the rest of the girls. You can actually see him. <laughs> I'm serious. Is he in the, in the uh, audience? Yeah, he sat in the audience with the girls. And when they did the camera or the uh, audience shots... You see, Phil Collins like one dude in the whole audience. <laughs> <laughs> he's loving it. Yeah, he's loving it. Well, I'll have to look for that now. That's funny. It's 98.5 The Bull. Today's Hot Country with Tig and Daniel. 98.5 The Bull Weather, provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan. 98.5 The Bull. Today's Hot Country with Tig and Daniel. Remember last week, Daniel, uh, kind of leading up to Valentine's, we gave away those Tig and Daniel lovely lockets, and I was actually convinced that you know, my mom doesn't even want one of those, but uh, folks that are listening, they would win the locket, and then we'd give them a chance to give it away, and then nobody did. And and then we said, also, if you win the locket with Tiger Daniel's picture and a heart locket, you're qualified to win a, uh, a diamond pendant worth $2,000 from Moody's Jewelry. And uh, after all that, after all our winners, they put them in a hat, and Valerie is with us. Valerie, did you know that you've won the $2,000 diamond pendant? Oh, my gosh, I didn't know that. That's awesome. Thank you all so much. Uh, what did you do with the uh, Tiger Daniel Lovely Locket? Did you throw it into the river? Or have you been wearing it, or what's going on? I did not throw it into the river. I've got to go pick it up. <laughs> she didn't I'm bother to come get it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, uh, you've broken our heart on Valentine's Day, but uh, good news for, for you winning that $2,000 diamond pendant necklace. That is a, a wonderful gift. Yes, that's awesome. Oh, my gosh. Thank you, guys. Uh, I saw, Daniel, that somebody sent us a message. Remember, there's a dude named Eddie that won the locket last week. Mm -hmm. And Eddie sent us a message uh, about the locket. So it, isn't it weird that the dude came and picked up his locket and Valerie's just taking her sweet time? Well, she's nervous about it. She's trying to plan. She has to talk to a lawyer about getting a safety deposit box for the locket. Right. Uh, her uh, ancestors will now argue over the locket for many years to come, generations her to come. Her descendants, not ancestors. Oh, well, whatever. Right. Valerie. Exactly right. I was I was talking to the bank, trying to get a lockbox. <laughs> are you married? I am. Is your husband going to beat us? No, he won't. <laughs> <laughs>
Are you sure if you wear a tie and then a locket, he's not going to have a problem with us? He might. Oh, 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 no, 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 no. I'm not a fighter. I'm, I'm a huge, I'm a well-known coward in fights. What is your husband's name? I can, Preston. What does Preston do for a living? Uh, he's a steel worker. Oh, God. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. We're going to, this guy's going to savagely beat us. He's going to hit us one of those hammers. <laughs> <laughs> He right. might make me take his picture over your office. <laughs> no, take our picture out of there. I don't want this big galoot coming after me. What <laughs> you galoot? All right. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably, I mean, you mean lovely guy because yeah, we like yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, No disrespect there, sir. No disrespect, Preston. All right. <laughs> well, look at you go. I uh, hope you and uh, Preston have a lovely Valentine's Day, and thank you so much for listening to The Bull. And we continue. Uh, we're not done, even though we're done with Lockett's Day, and we continue tomorrow morning. With another chance to win Jason Aldean tickets at 640. And one hour later, 740. Kane Brown tickets here on 98.5 The Bull. Today's hot country.